Hello, my name is Price Van Ray. I'm a divorced single dad raising five kids. Welcome to my show. So uh, I want to thank everybody for being here. It's been a great ride here the past uh, couple years doing the podcast. But let me start by saying my little, my little quote. A smile a day keeps the anger away. That's right. You know, a smile, smiles are magical. I mean, you smile at somebody, they just want to smile back because it just makes them happy. You know, when you frown at somebody, they automatically, they say, what are they looking at? Why are they frowning at me? Huh? This makes no sense. So, of course, it's always good to just smile at somebody, brighten up somebody's day. It doesn't cost anything to be nice. doesn't cost anything to smile. Now, does it? No. No, 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 no. It does not. So, I'm going to start the show, but before I do that, I want to tell you guys, I mean, I'm, if, if, if you're watching this by video, then you can notice that the lighting is really good. I, I have, uh, I'm using the outdoor light. I have my, my window open, and the natural light is coming in. It's, it's pretty amazing, because this is the first time I've ever had the light, just using this light directly on my podcast, the, the live podcast, because if everybody knows... We've started going live, which is pretty cool. A lot of people love it. So, got the got the natural lighting, got the natural uh, surroundings. I, I, I got my cats running around here. Usually, you know, usually I'm doing the podcast. They just jump up on my desk area, and they're they're just trying to lay on my computer. They're just trying to do anything they can to get my attention, and of course they do because they're my cats. So I, I always got to go with the flow, as I like to say, but. I will tell you one thing. Uh, when I woke up today, I'm, I'm not really a breakfast eater, but today I did have breakfast. I had a, I had a little piece of cake. Uh, I had some juice, and it's funny because some people with with cake they like to have milk, and I like to have milk. But the little story behind my my juice is I I, I like uh, apple cranberry juice, I like orange juice, but apple cranberry juice in the morning, just a glass, is pretty good for me. So I last night I tried to make ice in it. So I stuck it in the freezer, but I forgot about it. That's right. I forgot about it. And then later on, towards the end of the night, I remembered, oh, my God, I left my cranberry apple juice in the freezer, and it almost turned to solid ice, so I left it out. I said, I'll just leave it out, let it melt down a little bit. I'll still have some ice in it. But then I went to sleep, and uh, I woke up, and it was all room temperature, no ice again. I I think it affects the taste, too, because now it tastes a little bitter, which I don't like, but I'm still going to drink it, I mean. I paid for it and paid for it money-wise, paid for it probably um, physically-wise. I don't, I don't think it's setting good with my stomach, but it's okay. It's okay. But getting on with the show, today I'm talking about my camp experience as a kid. Now, I'm not sure if a lot of kids out there went to camp. I did. I, I went to overnight camp. Um, I did go to a day camp uh, sponsored by... A college, AIC college, and that was pretty good. You know, during the day, you you know you wake up early. You, they you know they have little things you can do um, in your little groups in your age group, and then you go swimming, which which was fun. And then afterwards, they feed you. Now, living in the inner city, it, it was great because all the kids in the neighborhood had a chance to and sort of like school get together, uh, get to talk and socialize, get to play with each other. You make new friends. Um, if we're able to make friends, and then you play in the pool at the end of the day 
where it's nice and sunny and the sun's beating on you. And this is a public pool. So it was pretty safe because they had they had the lifeguards and you had the buddy system, which which was really, really great. And I still remember that to this day. I mean, you know, Spring uh, AIC College, I don't know if they still have that, but they also had another thing where you would where they would feed the kids and they bring food in the park area to feed the neighborhood kids. So either way, you know, a child's getting fed, which was really cool because in the inner city, you really want to make sure everybody's fed. There's a new thing too. I'm I'm just thinking about it. I know my son, you know, he just graduated high school, Nalen, and I know in his school, uh, you would get free lunches. So that that's also good. I, you know, I, I was debating is it fair to pay taxes if you don't have kids who go to school, but I I guess, you know, I mean taxes help pay for the custodial work for schools, for the teachers, for the principals. So I mean you know, the kids are our future, so we have to make sure they are fed and well taken care of just in case they don't come from a home where they can get a nice meal. And to be honest with you, in the inner city, that's probably one of the best meals they probably get during the whole day. So you want to make sure they have something in their stomach because it, it, it's very poor in the inner city. And, and that's, that's where I come from, the, the inner city. Um, not it, it isn't like Chicago or New York inner city, but it you know it is it is sort of rough here I'm, where I live. Um, it's a little dangerous, but uh, if you want to hear a little story, uh, last year I think it was last year, I was uh, doing doing my podcast here, and I look out the window and a car comes racing down the street. Then it stops at the corner, and these kids in the car pull out a gun and start shooting down a side street. I don't know if they were shooting at somebody or another car. So one house down, I, I witnessed a shooting. And this isn't the kind of really good neighborhood I'd want to raise my kid in. Um, I just came back here because yeah, I, I, I'm a divorced single dad, so I lost my home. But my girls lived with me, and I went back to my parents' house. And I swore I'd never go back to the inner city, but I sometimes you have to go back and swallow that pride and Go back, and it, it worked out great because I took care of my parents. But moving moving along, because this isn't a show about the dangers of the inner city, although I should probably do a show like that one day, I want to talk about my camp experience, my overnight camp experience when I was a child, and what a positive impact that was in my life. And I had a lot of great memories. So I, I remember, um, you know, this is a, the camp was called Camp Bemet. You know, it's it's a Christian camp, um, and I do remember that because we would say a lot of prayers and stuff, which which is fine. Uh, I, I grew up in a very religious um, atmosphere, family. My my mom was Episcopalian. I was baptized Episcopalian. My dad's a Baptist, and uh, although my my dad never pushed us to be a Baptist, my mom took us to church, so that that's what we did. So, you know, it was a very exciting time when I went to camp. I went there for, I believe it was two weeks, and I'll never forget, being a kid, we we had to take the car ride there, and it was a pretty long car ride to me. To me, it seemed like it took all day. Apparently, it only took maybe an hour. (laughs) It wasn't long at all, but I I guess when you're a kid, you know, I I do remember leaving, it was was daylight out. Getting there, it was almost night. I'm like, what's going on here? Did it take us all day? But as a kid, you, you don't really have a whole concept about time like that. But yeah, it, it was probably an, an hour 
an, an hour, hour and a half away, something like that. And uh, so it was exciting. And <clears throat> although you shouldn't do it, uh, when you get to the camp, you have to go past a whole farm. Uh, you went fields and fields of like, like corn, corn stalks everywhere. And I remember my uh, dad pulled to the side of the road and, and got a few ears of corn. I don't know if he should do that. I'm not condoning it, but I don't think I got any because I was going to camp. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I shouldn't say that's what my dad did, but uh, he did that. <laughs> Anyways, the car ride was, uh, it was long to me, but um, we finally got to Bemet. And I remember we checked in. We had to go down a long road and we went to my cabin and the cabin looked pretty cool. Like any other camp you might see in the movies, it was cabins upon cabins and we were in a boy's cabin and I remember it being made out of wood, all of it. There was no rug, there was no luxury, nothing like that. Uh, no running water. If you want to take a shower or go to the bathroom, you'd have to go down a path to to uh, another place that looked like a cabin where you could take a shower and uh, use the stall. And uh, it, 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 was, it was fun. It was fun. But my, my first impression was the bunk beds were very squeaky. I mean, you had to bring your sheets. You had to bring your pillow, maybe a blanket. But I was surprised there weren't a lot of spiders in the cabin. I remember later on I, I, I stayed in a tent. And there were a lot of spiders. <laughs> I'm not a spider person. Um, but, yeah, in this cabin it was pretty good. So, <clears throat> you know, we sat around. We, we said we said what we had to say to our parents. They helped us unpack, and I had this big army army trunk and with all my clothes in it all folded up and everything. My, my, I'm sure my parents, my mom said, you make sure you keep everything folded up and change your underwear and all that. That's what parents, <laughs> that's what parents do. They want to make sure you're going to be good. You have your bar of soap. You have your shampoo. You have your deodorant. You have your underwear, T-shirt, anything, you bug spray. Oh, my God, you definitely needed bug spray because – you're going away to camp in the woods, and you don't want to get bit. So, but you are going to get bit, and it's a good thing. A lot of people are not allergic to, have a very bad adverse reaction to the mosquito bites. But if you do, you know, we would put alcohol on it. But or you know, nobody had to get rushed to the hospital or, or anything like that that I can remember. So the first night, it went pretty good. But of course, you're, you're going to have a few kids who get very homesick. They're like, I, I want my mommy. I want my daddy. I want to go home. And it's the counselor's jobs to calm you down. And uh, we didn't have cell phones back then. I mean, we're talking like 40 years ago, 40, 45 years ago. I'm, I'm 57. So this is a long time. What, 57? Maybe 50 years ago. Oh, my God. Is it like a half a century? My God, I'm really showing my age. I can't believe it. Was it 50 years? Oh, my God. I, I, I thought I would never, never say that 50 years, but there we go. And uh, it, it, was really, it was a really good time. Uh, the, the kids who did get homesick, eventually they came around and realized mom and dad weren't coming back, but you could write letters. And they had things to distract you, like you could go to the candy store and get get a couple candy bars or hang out with other friends, or they'd have have activities at night, which was really cool. But I will tell you this, the next day, if you've never been to this camp, they had a tradition where they would bang pots. And you could hear somebody banging this pot all through the camp. They had like three or four different locations of all the, all the campsites where all the kids were. So they're like right in the middle, and they would bang out a song. 
And if you got the song, I don't know, I don't, I don't, 50 years ago, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what you would get, maybe a title recognition or something. If you recognize the song, but, you know, I don't know, we, we may have gotten a song a few times, but, I don't, you know, that, that's one of the traditions they had. And then after that, you take a shower, you go to the bathroom, do what you got to do, you get dressed, <clears throat> then you meet up at the rock. And you know what your activities are today. And there was this guy, the head guy, who runs everything. His name was Bibbs. And he kept everything under control. It was really great. So, it, you know, going away to camp, I think, is a very, very good thing for kids. I don't know if they do that nowadays. I have no idea the way the society is, if, if there's dangers, if there's anything like that. But when we went, it, it was pretty good. Um, because the activities they would have during the day was like, uh, and you'd sign up for this stuff. They, they would have sailing. They would have, uh, let me see, they, they, they would have canoeing. Uh, you'd swim. They'd have arts and crafts, archery, sports, hiking, and a whole lot more. Sounds like an advertisement for like some luxury resort, doesn't it? But for kids, it's definitely a high-end luxury resort. It, it was really, really fun. And I, I do remember sailing, um, using one of the sailboats. That was that was really really fun. I, you know, they had a little lake there, so it wasn't a huge lake, but it was definitely a, a nice nice pond kind of lake. And actually, people would walk around it, walk around it. It would probably take you maybe forty five minutes, if I remember, because as we know, it was fifty years ago. <laughs> but that was a lot of fun. And when you go away to camp, one of the big highlights of it is they have campfires. Which is pretty cool because you sit around, you, you roast marshmallows, you can tell stories. And that's probably where I got most of my ghost stories. And I only remember like a handful. And everybody's trying to outdo each other with the stories, even though we, we you know, we're like trying to make these stories up and get them so everybody's scared. So, you know, a lot of the stories you hear was, you know, example, uh, somebody came to the, to the camp. And somebody went missing, one of the kids. And they found the person on this island in the middle of the pond, which which there was a, a, a little tiny, little small island, probably maybe 15 feet long or whatever. Somebody put a cross there to make it seem like some, somebody was buried there. And kids ate that up, you know? So, you know, you get all these stories. And it's probably the, the same regurgitated story that you that movies are based on some slasher person was there and this and that and they'll come back don't go out at night this and that blah 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 but when you're a kid you 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 really you really believe it and you're like oh my god is this it and are some of the movies they base on camps is this is this the camp that they base it on is it could it be is it possible and you just don't know and because you don't know you're saying you're you're trying to convince yourself it's not the camp, but then in the back of your mind, well, you know, it could be, it could be. So that being said, nobody went out at night. All the kids. It was a way to keep. I, I'm assuming right now, 50 years later, it's it's a way to keep all the kids in their cabins so they don't go wandering out by themselves at night, where counselors and counselors in training have to go find you because that would be a mess. And wouldn't it be a mess if they had to tell your parents, well, we don't know where your kid is. They went wandering out in the woods. Uh, they, I don't know. I don't know where they are, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> now that's that. Um, although every every cabin camper had to go overnight on a camping trip, 
and you would bring your sleeping bag and you'd sleep in the woods by a campfire and you'd, you'd have your supper there. They, they'd bring hot dogs and hamburgers. You'd cook them up. And I do remember that uh, everybody liked sitting around that campfire and telling stories and eating the hot dogs and the hamburgers and roasted marshmallows. So that was a great bonding experience. And like I said, I don't know if everybody everybody did this, but if you had the opportunity, it, it was great. And by no means were were my parents rich. I I think we ended up getting getting I get, end up getting in on a charity of others because uh, they were like, well, you know. It's a good experience for him, and the church had extra money, so let, you know, let's let's send him off to camp, and it was really good. Uh, some of the activities I'll never forget was one called "In Search of the Wet." Uh, that was one of the activities in one of your groups. "In Search of the Wet" was when you had to go down this stream. It, it was it was a stream in your sneakers. Uh, hopefully, you had like some beat up sneakers because it was sort of swampy. And you just go all the way down, almost to the end, or as far as you could go. And they'd say, "Watch out for the quicksand." But it was—I'm not really a bug person. I'm not—I'll be honest with you—I'm not an outdoors person. I'm, I'm more of a hotel kind of guy, you know. But I remember going down the the swampy area, knee deep in swamp mud, mosquitoes everywhere. I'm getting bitten. No matter how much bug spray you put on, you're gonna get eaten alive. And we finally went back. And I'm nursing my my bites and washing out my sneakers and uh, not forgetting the eventful trip I had for In Search of the Wet. But I'll tell you one thing, 50 years later, I do remember it. And I, I don't really say it was the worst experience of my life, but it was interesting. And I could say I, I actually walked down a swamp. Now, kids today, would they do something like that? I don't know because kids today tend to just sit in front of the TV or on their phones and they just don't get outside much. So the fact that I was able to go to camp, be outside, enjoy nature, get some of the elements my forefathers, my earlier generations enjoyed, I call that a blessing. I call that something that the new generation out now they'll miss. Because I remember as a kid when you wanted to find when you wanted to find out where all the kids were in the neighborhood, what did you do? You looked for the house that had all the bicycles. That's how you knew where all your kids were. But, <laughs> you know, I don't know how it is now. I don't know. Do, do kids even ride bikes anymore or what do they do? <laughs> they, they they hitch a ride. But <clears throat> I'll tell you this. Uh, would, would I do camp again? Yes, I, I would definitely do camp again uh, if I were a kid. Now, you know, when you're a kid, you love doing stuff like that. You love going out and um, and playing I mean, when I was a kid, I did. And I do remember after camp, me and my sister, we would take our bicycles and go maybe a mile away to another stream. And we'd look for salamanders, tiny little lizards under rocks. We would bring home polywogs. My mom would let us put them in a tub. And we'd watch them turn into little tadpoles or frogs. Um, we, me, me and my younger sister, we, we, we had a great, great little childhood as far as being outdoors. Because then again... We weren't distracted by computers. We weren't distracted by phones. We weren't distracted by TV. And I gonna have to say, technology is a big distractor for the kids and the youth of today. I mean, you're gonna have to agree. I mean, when you go out and you walk in the stores shopping, what do you see when you see kids? They're always looking down. They're looking down at their phone. Then 
I hate to say it, but grown adults are too. They just look down at the phones, they aren't paying attention, and even when you're driving on the highway, what do you see? Drivers looking at their phones, and oh, they shouldn't. They shouldn't, but unfortunately, it does happen, and there's really nothing you can do about that. Because right now, that's just the way our society is. That's just the way life is. Because we're dependent on technology. Where we are at a point, we are forgetting our natural, natural, uh, primitive roots. Where is to enjoy the outside like kids do when they used to go away to camp, when they used to be kids and they used to just hang out in the streets with their friends, when they used to drink from a water hose, when they used to just play instead of just sitting in their room with the door closed. But I guess that's just the way society is. Things evolve, things change, and is there anything we can do about it? The only thing it seems like we can do is complain because nobody's doing anything about it. You know, Nobody's doing one thing to change anything. But I'm definitely going to have to say, like I said before, uh, would I do it again? Uh, I, I would say as a kid, I, I would definitely do it again. But as an adult, I'm going to have to be honest with you, and I'm not going to lie. As an adult, I am a beach hotel, hotel person. I love going to the beach and chilling there underneath an umbrella, and I definitely love sitting in a room in a hotel, in front of a TV. <laughs> I guess things don't change. They just evolve because I go from the TV to a hotel. My kids kids and the kids today go to just their phone and, and their little video games. Anyways, that's going to bring us to what the end of our show. And, you know, like I always say, if you want to hear other shows that I've done in the past, you can find them anywhere on the Internet. Just look them up. They have so many topics. And I'm sure you'll enjoy them. Past, present, and soon-to-be future you will hear all of my shows forever, Dad. So, <clears throat> that's going to bring us to the end. And I want to thank all of you for listening today. It's been great. And don't forget to be nice and talk nice to everyone you see. It is free. Don't be a jerk. I love saying that. Do not be a jerk. Talk nice. And remember this one last bit of advice. Tomorrow is never promised. So don't go to bed angry at your child or anyone you love. And before you go to bed tonight, hug your child and tell them, I will love you forever, Dad. Hey, guys, thanks for joining me today. And I'll see you next time here on my show. Be well, be kind, and be back. Peace out. Goodbye.